Welcome to the Jimbo Podcast, where you can find all your favorite Jimbo Show content in one place. Interviews, prank calls, bits, and a whole lot more. And now, here's your host, Jimbo. All right, it's another Jimbo Podcast, and I want to share with you guys a special series I did with my brother. We're in a band called The Surrealers. We've been there uh, for a while now. Uh, back in the 90s, mid-90s, we released an album called No More Milk, which you can find on all streaming services. Um, and you spell the name S-U-R-R-E-A-L-T-O-R-S, just in case you're looking at the streaming sites and want to check us out. But we did, uh, my brother George and I, we did a, a series of shows where we kind of took the music and took the influences of our childhood since we grew up together. And we kind of uh, broke down different things. And uh, it was quite interesting we we actually play, we were able to play a song from one of our albums to show you the influence that particular uh pop culture moment or album or tv show had so here it is the jimbo podcast presents the series that we're running the next few weeks the surrealters on welcome to the surrealters on on this episode george and jim talk about the billy joel album the nylon curtain and we are the Surrealers. This is the Surrealers on. I am Jim. I'm George. And we're a group. And we're our brothers also. So the group part is where you can find our music on everything. Streaming sites, Spotify. We got how many albums? We have two on Spotify. And I, well, we've only done two. Well, we've, we've, we've only done two full albums, but we have two. Oh, we also have two singles. Two singles. And we're working on some other material. But uh, we're also brothers. Grew up. Uh, together and experienced a lot of things together. So this is the Surrealers on dot, dot, dot. We talk about whatever we want to talk about. Today, we're focusing on the Nylon Curtain, the album from Billy Joel released, I believe it was in 82. Yeah. 1982. I was just uh, just going to college. 82. So this is kind of weird because this is coming off his last album would have been Glass Houses. Or his, well, his, he did Songs in the Attic before. Yeah, that. well, his last album of material was Glass Houses. So this was... A real departure because it seemed um, you could tell just by the look. I mean, and you, sometimes you can tell albums the way they look. And he had a beard and really kind of short hair on the back, and so it, it told you that the album was going to be a little more serious. And, and Glass Houses, you know, the big hit was uh, still rock and roll to me was an answer to kind of the new wave coming. So the new wave has has come already. We've seen all the. Uh, you know, this is when everybody's kind of popped the new waves around. So Billy Joel kind of comes up with this album that's kind of like modeled after the Beatles. Yeah, he's. I think he said something along those lines because you can tell he does. He starts the album off at Allentown and ends it with "Where's the Orchestra?" And at the end of "Where's the Orchestra," he they're playing the uh, little bit of Allentown on a clarinet, I believe, or something clarinet like that. or something, some yeah. sort of woodwind instrument. But yeah, he, he's doing kind of like the like the Beatles did, like the Abbey Road thing. Yeah, like the Abbey Road. So, um, so but the album is like you said, it starts with Allentown, and uh, right after that, which Allentown is kind of, I mean, I I probably couldn't pick out a Beatles song that says that's Allentown. I'm, no, I'm and I I don't think he really patterned the music necessarily off but the I, Beatles, I think, but well, the, I, I think the concept of. Uh, of having a but but there are songs that sound like the Beatles. I mean, you look at Laura, that sounds like a John Lennon song. Yeah. You go to Scandinavian Skies, it looks like his his uh, kind of uh, attempt at doing an "I Am the Walrus" type song. Yeah, because when we we, <laughs> we actually remember we saw him on the '82 Nylon Curtain tour, and uh, he said that he goes, 
Um, I'm going to play this song. It's this. This is kind of weird. <laughs> this is really weird. But it was great. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with there. And, and where's the orchestra? Could be something along the lines of uh, it has the piano kind of thing that uh, they have at the end of Abbey Road. You know, yeah, like the, uh, what's the song? What's I the carry that way. Carry that way. Yeah, that uh, yeah. That whole that whole uh, medley thing there. But uh, the album is is not like it's nine songs. It's relatively short. I mean. Uh, but besides Goodnight Saigon, which is seven minutes and three seconds, everything's, well, Scandinavian Skies is about six minutes also. So um, what do you think the impact the album had on you? Because I know this is kind of like we were both kind of getting into music seriously. We, we were performing, <laughs> we were doing a lot of stuff before 1982 that was like, uh, the way we got together was drum, drum based. George played <laughs> drums. I play. I had a guitar, but I didn't really play the guitar. It was more of percussion, <laughs> right? Out of tune. But uh, we also um, sang to the back of records uh, that had instrumentals. The Beatles' "Hard Day's Night" album. We sang, yeah, and like, I love her. And McCartney too, McCartney had, too had some instrumentals. We sang too, and that's how we kind of got into music seriously. And then I, the very I, first one though was. Uh, was the flip side of the theme from SWAT from yes. Rhythm Heritage called You Treated Me Like a Dog. And um That was we, a hit. Yeah, that was that was the in first. the neighborhood it was a hit. We shared it with everybody and they seemed to like it. Because so. at our at our CYO group they were like, <laughs> Man, how did you play those instruments? I'm like, I, I don't know. I just I just <laughs> have a talent for it. Yeah, the church group fell for it. But and then yeah. we ended up actually having drums and performing with George just playing drums and me singing. So we were kind of uh that and then eventually we got into music. But how did how do you think the nylon curtain inspired you to get into serious music? Um, I think it's uh it's probably my favorite Billy Joel album because um and I don't know exactly know why. I mean he just the, all the songs in there are just great. And um he took like a more serious turn with that. Um not that not that the stranger or fifty second street or glass houses weren't serious. But he just like took his music to a new level, I think, with that um, with that album, like, like "Goodnight Saigon." I mean, that's that's one of his best songs ever, and um, I just it, it I don't know if it really influenced me to play music so much, but it really reaffirmed my my love of music, and it really I was already a huge Billy Joel fan, but that made me an even bigger fan, if that's even possible. Great concert too. We went and saw that, and in you know, it was one of my first concerts to see. Uh, you know, that wasn't with my mother. <laughs> wasn't Barry Manilow? Uh, yeah, my first concert was with my mother for Barry Manilow. Yeah, so that's same thing. So, so Billy Joel, I would think you and I went together with some of your college friends or something like that, or some some girlfriend of yours and some other girl. But well, uh, at least I hope it was. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was. But it's kind of weird that the marketing of the album because they released pressure and they got this kind of kind of Twilight Zone type video where he's, because I heard about the video before I actually heard the song and saw the video where he's like kind of being swallowed up by a shag car, carpet and all this stuff like that. You know, I thought Billy Joel might have been giving in to the new wave, all these kind well, of... I don't even know what, I mean, Paolo might have been <laughs> alive and well back then because I, Pressure, like we live here in, in the Houston area, they didn't play that on the radio here. But it seemed to be like on the charts, you know. It was on the charts, but I, I had, you had to go, almost had to go find it. And it seemed like there was nothing kind of that intricate uh, uh, keyboard part. I mean, that was played on keyboard. Of course, he did intricate parts like on Angry Angry Young Man oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But this was like that whole synthetic. Yeah, yeah. Pressure is a great song. It's a, I, I love the. Uh, I had the opportunity to interview Liberty DeVito um, over email a few years ago, and I and I had mentioned. Um, um, 
pressure is the drum part and he and he was very appreciative that i said that that was one of the better drum parts he had although his favorite drum part was i don't want to be alone anymore from glass houses yeah, which is pretty yeah. intricate too but um yeah pressure is a is a is a great song um and it was really unlike any other billy joel song yeah maybe maybe in the same vein of um uh, Angry Young Man, but not really, because it did have that different synthesizer. And it was the time when you had to do a video, so Billy Joel had to kind of do videos. The song he next did a video for was She's Right on Time, which was a really good kind of comedic video. Uh, the song is great. I think Billy Joel told uh, Colbert that it's one of his favorite songs of all time. And in the video, I've done the research on this. I've looked, because the girl is in the squeeze video called Black Coffee in Bed, and she's in this video, too. And I cannot find the name of this girl who the actress who played in the video anywhere. It's like she wiped off the face of the earth. There's, usually you can look up the name and see. But uh, I think her and Billy Joel make a good couple. This is, is kind of like, uh, it's the video age. you got to make an entertaining video. Well, Billy Joel said that was his attempt at writing a Christmas song. <laughs> because he said he actually said Columbia wanted him to do a Christmas album. Oh, really? And he was like, forget it. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So he wrote... Um, could you imagine Billy Joel Christmas album? Well, see, everybody everybody now does a Christmas album because no, it's commercial, but back then, it's like if you were commercial or if you were seen with a Coke can or something like that, that was bad. You were In that yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. But like in early in the 60s and the 70s, everyone did a Christmas album. But So I guess Columbia did ask him to do one, and he said, forget it. So She's Right on Time was his attempt at writing a Christmas song. Um, so I guess Christmas in the lyrics, yeah. I guess I'll have to put it on the Christmas playlist this year. <laughs> but he mentioned only Christmas once. Uh, yeah, turn on all the Christmas lights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but I that's that's one song that really stood out for me. The every song is not like the next song because a room of our own sounds like an old kind of like it sounds like a John Lennon. Song. It sounds like something would be on Let It Be, that kind of that that one after nine oh nine kind of yeah, swinging yeah. type thing going on. Uh, surprises is just weird. Surprises <laughs> is weird. Surprises and Laura is weird. Yeah, Laura calls me think about too is he uses the f word in laura and and there's no kind of parental guidance right. on this album at oh, all. yeah that was that was like four or five years away there's a couple there's a couple albums from that era that kind of gotten under the radar without doing that too well because so, I, I don't think that that took place to like 1986 was, or something that was the whole tipper gore yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. but yeah it, it kind of slips in there you kind of like did he just say that? And you look at the lyrics. Yeah, yeah he just said that. So, yeah. uh, but the whole track list is Allentown, Laura, Pressure, Goodnight Saigon, She's Right on Time, Room of Our Own, Surprises, Scandinavian Skies, and Where's the Orchestra? Which I thought, you know, that as you and I know, putting the album together, the sequencing is very important. Yeah. Especially then this, especially on songs that don't have the same tempo like this. Uh, Scandinavian Skies was great at that uh, Nylon Curtain concert because you had Russell Javers, who was a guitar player. David Brown, who was a guitar player, they were both playing snare drums. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, and Liberty DeVito was on the regular kit. And then at the end, you know, I think on the album it fades out, mm -hmm. but um, they all just did this drum thing, which was which was really interesting live. And then, yeah, you, and you could actually, this concert, which is weird because this album wasn't like... Uh, blow like in next album was Innocent Man, which was a huge hit. You know, right? You know, even though everybody's doing the fifties album, 
his his really blew up and you know had a bunch of hit singles but this wasn't a big hit album at the time and they did a concert and hbo ran the Billy yeah, Joel live, concert. live from long island yeah I, which i wish i think it's on youtube now i wish they would release it on blu-ray or something but it is it's a good a concert show. Yeah. and you can see exactly what uh, george was talking about on the scandinavian sky yeah it's a great show but uh the i still actually still have the concert t-shirt i know it doesn't fit there's no way it fits <laughs> but i mean um because it had the album, it was gray. Yeah, it had the album cover on the front in color, which mm-hmm. was great. And then just the album the cover is tour. a different for Billy Joel album too, because he's not on the cover. Right, you have just a row of houses and the nylon curtain and just his name. Yeah. Before which was just like, well, it was, it was like Street Life Serenade. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't have him on the cover, but the the uh, previous albums, Glass Houses yeah. with the Rock and Turn then Styles, all those other ones, and yeah. the the which the other one, uh, the Stranger, the Stranger sitting there on the, the yeah. bed thing. Uh, so, but the album, uh, you know, I I remember because in, in our home we only had two record players. One was downstairs. That was the old the, old, mag- the Magnavox. That was the old the school lifted up. And the record collection was in there, and you play the record there. And that kind of was like too loud for the entire house. That was an awesome stereo. It's a great stereo. I can't believe we gave it away. (laughs) But it was was too loud for the house. You could listen to it there, or you could listen up up in your room. So which if you weren't there, I would go listen up in your room to this album. And it's it's the era, too, when you have nothing else to look at. You don't have a cell phone to look at the pictures. You just got the album to look at. (laughs) So you're looking at the front You know you've played the album a lot, because I've just recently well in the last year or two got a uh a turntable thing i could hook up to the computer and i've I found all the old albums and this one's got tape on the bottom so <laughs> it, it shows that it went in and out of there a lot um so yeah it's i mean it's definitely a thumbs up for us and it's one of those hidden albums too that when you talk about billy joel it kind of never really pops up you know at least for me people talk about the stranger all the time yeah uh, but no one really said hey you should listen to the nightline curtain <laughs> yeah because i mean even the song where's the orchestra at the end on our album no more milk um we ended the album with a slow song mm-hmm. a two minute two and a half minute slow song and where's the orchestra is a slow song and i can't remember if it's billy joel or bruce springsteen that said at the end of the album when you put something slow it gives people something to think about. Yeah. After they've kind of rocked out the whole album, then they just kind of settle down, and then it just goes away. Um, and that's kind of where we got the idea for to put the song There's a Woman, which is slow at the end of ours. I mean, I kind of had that idea, and I first really heard about it was that, um, or thought about it was from Where's the Orchestra on Island Curtain. Yeah, so another great song at the end, slow song, Captures your attention, <laughs> especially after Scandinavian Skies does that whole I am the walrus uh, snare thing. But um, check it out if you could. This is uh, the Surrealers on, and we're saying you should get on the album Billy Joel, The Nightline Curtain, because it's kind of like under the radar. So um, as we end the show, we're going to go ahead and play our final song that George was talking about. There's a woman from No More Milk, and you can listen to this entire album, No More Milk on all your streaming sites or yeah, probably where you're listening to this podcast, you can listen to the album too. So uh, here it is. It's there's a woman from no more milk. It's us, the surrealators on the surrealators on. There's a woman standing by the coffee table. She steps back to look at her life as it passes by. 
there's a woman staring out the window at another lonely day. They won't be by today. You give of your life to the ones that you love. Let you down. There's a woman staring at the emptiness she has felt for so long as she sings her. You give of your life to the ones that you love, but that love will always, that love will always, that love will always let you down. So there you go. That wraps up another show. The Surrealers on the Nylon Curtain. Billy Joel, thank you guys for joining us. Until next time. You got something to say, George? We thank you for your time. <laughs> this time. Until next time. So long. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>